Hey, welcome to Optimize Your Body with Martin Silva, where we talk raw, uncut facts to truly help you optimize your body. Hey guys, so here we are, episode 50 of Optimize Your Body, and I wouldn't have came this far without you guys, so I've got to thank you very much for supporting me, and this is just the start. So, the stats tell us that 95% of podcast episodes don't make it past, sorry, podcast stations don't make it past episode 13, so I'm privileged. And I'll be honest with you, I went into this just not with much of a game plan, just, you know, with a goal to to reach more people and, and get my message across, if you like, and, you know, get to interview, you know, aim to interview some interesting people and and go from there really and try and add value to the world you know as cheesy that as cheesy as that sounds you know my goal is to add value to as many people's lives as, as possible when that comes to to health and fitness and yeah it's been one hell of a ride i've got to interview some of my idols you know so i've just got so into the process if you like i'm enjoying the process so much that like I've kind of like forgot about you know all the worries and work that goes into it as such because it is work and it is a grind but when you're interviewing people who you look up to you know such as my my good friend Jamie Alderton, Grenade J and uh, Sal from Mind Pump Media now you guys might not even know who they are, but they're like mentors to me, and I've managed to get them on the show. And yeah, but recently I've had loads of interesting guests, and it's it's been incredible. But it is a grind, folks. I'm not gonna lie to you. I went into it knowing it was gonna be quite hard work, but at the start I had my friend who was producing and doing all the sound and all the technicals, everything for me really, and I was literally just doing the podcast, which is the easy fun part that's the fun part i love that part like even right now like it's a bit more when you're doing a solo episode though it takes a lot more motivation and thoughts if you like because it's very weird like i'm sat here now in the room it's a friday evening quarter past 6 p.m on a friday i've come home my girlfriend's like oh you know let's get freaky and stuff and <laughs> and I'm like, I can't, I just, I've got to do a podcast, i got, I got to get one out there, you know what I mean, <laughs> so, uh, and that's real as well, that's for real, anyways, um, <laughs> where was I going, that's what happens, see, when you do them on your own, you just end up just talking shit to yourself, so anyway, I'm sat in a room, sat in my bedroom, on the bed, picture this now, against the headboard, headboard right, I've got an old school microphone, so I'm holding the mic, I'm sat with my legs crossed on my bed, Old school. This is where it all begins, right? So I haven't got a studio. And uh, that's the thing. If any of you are thinking of starting up a podcast, you don't need any fancy equipment. You literally just need a microphone. So if you're thinking of doing it, don't hesitate because this space is moving exponentially now, right? I mean, anyone can do a podcast now. And it's kind of a good and bad thing. But it's more and more competitive now. So, uh, yeah, anyways... So, just a little roundup, folks, that was, and, um, I mean, it's been incredible. I've learned so much about myself as well because of the minds I've had a chance to to kind of dive into, if you like. I've, I've managed to interview and speak to some of the most 
um, intelligent people I know, really, and very successful people. So it's helping me grow and evolve doing this podcast. So uh, anyways, enough of that. Today's episode is to help you guys out over the festive period or Christmas period. Now, I live in Sydney, Australia, as most of you know, and over here they call it silly season. So I'm going to have to try and appeal this to everyone because because – sorry. I'm going to have to try and appeal this episode to the masses because roughly a third of my listeners are from Australia. Okay. Let's just say about 25% are from Australia, my listeners, 25 from America, and about 25% from the UK, and the rest are from different parts of the world. So here in Australia, you have they call it silly season, and it is silly because people literally, at the beginning of December, start drinking and going out and socializing and having fun right through to the end of January. Because remember, it's peak summer over here. Right? It is absolutely crazy, but obviously, where I'm at in my life now, I still enjoy myself, but... I would enjoy myself and go out and stuff like that and obviously drink alcohol, eat shit food, whatever. Mainly just drinking alcohol though, probably. It's different to the UK, see? So the UK, they have a few weeks where, you know, it kind of merges into a few weeks. People have off work and whatnot, but over here it's like a month or two. It's crazy. So I'm here to help you guys. And in America, I don't want to leave America out either, but the America, the big day in America is Thanksgiving. That is the biggest day, a few days for indulgence over there. But I know they still get stuck in over Christmas. So, once again, going off on a tangent, I'm here to give you guys my five top tips, okay, for maintaining your shit, essentially, over the Christmas period. So, my five tips for staying in shape over the Christmas period. And I'm going to put a blog out there as well so you can see the blog. But, yeah, it's going to be really helpful for you because it's, you know, stuff you, you pretty much already know, but... Hoping with my my influence and stuff, I can uh, I can help you apply some of these things because I've trained so many people and I still do. And over the Christmas period, they sabotage a lot of them do. Uh, it's such a battle for people to try and stay in shape and not actually pile on lots of pounds over the Christmas period because we go from our usual routine, whatever that may be, to not moving as much indulging much more, much, much, much more, and drinking alcohol and whatnot, and just generally just doing a number on ourselves, right? So if you can mitigate a lot of the damage, um, because I have known people to put on crazy amounts of weight over Christmas, like really unhealthy um, amounts of weight, and I used to do the same when I uh, when I used to not really know much, uh, sorry, when I used to just basically have a shit relationship with food and just used to binge and eat everything in sight, basically, it was an excuse for me to go, right, okay, I've been on, I've been on, I've been on, I've been training, working, now it's time to hit that off button, and boom, it's like a symptom eruption, that's what I call it, I actually stole that one, but who cares, Um, I call it symptom eruption, because you kind of like, you know, you you kind of, this is a bit extreme, but it's an example, you're cutting back, restricting, um, and then you just go all out. That's a bit of a different context though, right? But once again, going off on one a bit, you kind of go from your usual routine, being relatively healthy or whatever, whatever you do, to just literally screwing yourself up. So my five top tips, okay? My first one is to stay active, okay? Now, the thing is, like I said, we sit down more. We don't move anywhere near as much generally over the Christmas period, right? 
we tend to just chill out. It's totally cool. I understand. You know, we want to relax a bit. We've been working hard all bloody year. You need to have downtime. Don't take this. Don't don't um, think I'm being the fun police here, right? I'm not being the fun police. I want you to have fun. I'm going to be indulging one way or another and enjoy myself over Christmas. But you can take these simple steps like staying active and actually mitigate the damage. Um, you know, we all tend to overindulge. You know, whether it's the food, alcohol, or both of those. You know, the key thing is to stay is to stay relatively active. If you can aim to do, you know, at least eight thousand steps a day, let's say, um, then that'd be ideal. Because if you're just sitting down and doing nothing, and you're eating everything in sight and drinking, even if you're not eating much, you might be listening to this thinking, "Oh, well, I don't really eat that much." You know, you're probably going to drink a lot of alcohol, uh, and even if you don't. You're probably going to stop training. You know what I'm saying? It's one of these things is going to give. And for most people, I know, all of these things give. So 8,000 steps per day, that works out, I think, don't quote me on this, maybe about 40 minutes of walking, total walking all day, roughly. So aim to do, like if you've got a Fitbit, that's ideal, or something to track your steps, that's that's perfect, right? Aim to do like at least 8,000 steps a day. So just go out on a walk with your, you know, if you've got time off work, you're spending time with your family and friends, go out on a walk with your, you know, with your family and friends. It, it means you can bond more, you can build relationships and, and spend quality time with your loved ones. So if you can make that a staple, right? Stick to it, 8,000 steps every day regardless, okay? It's not a great deal of movement. So let's just say that's about 40 minutes of walking in total a day. So just throw on a 20-minute walk every day and just, just take no prisoners and get it done. Uh, and a bonus thing would be to do two full-body weight training sessions per week as well because that is going to keep your body in that anabolic state for at least two to three days, see, if you're doing a, a purposeful full-body weight training session. So, you know, do all the compound movements, squats, deadlifts, bench press, pull-ups, or, you know, bent over row. Just do a full body workout twice a week if you can over that period. If you're going away on holiday or whatever or if you haven't got access to a gym, it's totally fine. Maybe just do some body weight stuff. But um, as long as you keep those steps up, that's the key thing. Second tip, eat some healthy meals for God's sake. Don't hit the off button because this on or off mentality is not the way to go for long-term success with your mind and body. It's inevitable that, you know, we're going to enjoy ourselves and eat some shitty foods, but make an effort to throw in a healthy meal here and there, you know, with lots of veggies or salads um, to keep you satiated and to reduce the damage on your body with the calories because you you can put on a pretty significant amount of fat. You know, it's not when people say, oh, you know, it's just water retention. It's not just water retention. What do you do? What do you do that much damage? You put on a pretty significant amount of body fat. I'm just going to be straight with you. You can do if you really go hard, which are, which a lot of people I know and train do or used to train. I don't want to, you know, point a finger at any of my clients here, right? But... <laughs> Anyways, so if you can aim, let's just, an example, just try and have a healthy meal a day. So maybe your first meal, that'd be an idea because that sets you up for the day then in a better mindset. If you start off getting up in the morning, eating bloody mince pies and cookies, you're on the back foot, you're screwed because you're not interested in eating healthy foods once you've started putting those processed foods which are engineered to make you eat more. Um, Anyway, without going too much into that, if you can just throw in a healthy meal every day, just one meal, ideally the first meal, lots of greens and salad, you know, make it tasty, add whatever you've got to add to it to make it tasty, but get some whole foods in once a day. And that's going to keep you satiated, right? So it's going to keep you full. Um, it's going to 
give you loads of fiber, which is like sustained energy. And also you're going to pump in a load of nutrients into your body, which you need more than ever at that time of year. Third tip is to stay hydrated. This is in no particular order, by the way, with these tips. Hydration is, you don't need me to tell you this, but it's surprising how many of us just don't really take it seriously when it comes to, you know, drinking enough water over that period. Because when it comes to keeping you full, if you can get that water down you, so what I've put on this blog anyway is aim to drink at least two 1.5 liter bottles of water Okay, let's just sit. You've gone. Okay, I'm going to stick to that. This is a lot, though, right? So if you can get there and about, aim to drink at least two 1.5 liter bottles of water, regardless over the festive period. If you're consistent with this, I guarantee it will be much harder to eat lots of junk, and it will help dilute the toxins from the alcohol. So if you buy, go when you go and do your shopping, go and buy a shitload of water, and that's good exercise, by the way. Fucking carrying those bloody bottles. Sorry about the language. Carrying those bloody bottles. Um. It's hard when you buy loads of bottles of water. It used to destroy me doing competitions when I was drinking like 10 liters of water a day or eight liters leading up to a show. And I was weak. I'm going off on one again. But I was weak as hell leading up to these competitions, literally like a vampire. And I'm having to lug these bottles of water out of the superstore. So anyway, that's a good workout with it itself. But get heaps of water. Buy loads of it so it's in bottles, right? Don't just say, oh, yeah, I'll do it because you won't unless you've got it there ready and you're structured with it. So keep those bottles of water, just literally two bottles, 1.5 liters per bottle. Drink those two bottles of water every day or most days. Then have to be on Christmas Day when you really go all out on the body because it's hard to get the water in and the calories and, and whatnot. But do that. So three liters of water every day. Even if you get two liters in, right, it's going to be more than you usually would. Just be mindful of staying hydrated. Fourth tip, fasting. Now, you all know, most of you know I'm accustomed to fasting. been doing it for years. I'm a big fan because of the health benefits. Mainly, staying lean is just a side effect of good health and not overeating calories. But fasting helps because when you go that longer period without food, providing you're organized with it and you're not going to break your fast with some shitty foods, which is an absolute danger zone. If you do that, do not do that. Don't. Anyways. When it comes to fasting, I, I always say I don't promote it to everyone. Um, I don't promote it to hardly anyone, actually, unless I know the person has built up a good relationship with food and are eating good foods for the most part, right? I'm never going to say to someone who is not really in healthy, let's say at least 70% of the time, to, to fast because it's just going to cement in bad habits, really. What's going to happen is then you're just going to still going to be eating shitty foods and you put on body, your body under more stress when you fast, by the way, because it is a stress on the body, but the body responds in a way which is good for your health, much like lifting weights. So occasionally over the festive period, how about you just skip breakfast and drink fluids? You know, you can have a coffee and some herbal teas, whatever, um, instead of eating. So, as a guideline, aim to do... Anyway, this is... I, before I go into this, a disclaimer. Fasting is not for everyone, right? And you need to know what you're doing before you do it. Don't go crazy and start trying to fast for a day or two, right? Just aim to do, say, a 12 to 16-hour fast, okay? Um, especially the day after you eat like a pig and felt like a whale. That was quite good, wasn't it? <laughs> Oh my God, that was terrible. It's been a long day. 
It is vital that you break the fast with a healthy meal, though, right? Otherwise, you will most likely overeat and defeat the purpose. And if, if anything, do more damage, right? If you're going to break your fast with a meal which isn't dense in nutrients, um, you're going to most likely end up overeating because you haven't eaten for a while. So you just it's, it's a, um, uh, an evolutionary thing, right? If you've got food in front of you after you've gone a period without food, guess what? You're going to try and eat the fuck out of it because that's how we here today if we had food in front of us or we caught an animal or whatever we would eat the fuck out of it right excuse the language again so yeah if you're gonna fast right for example you've just ate like an absolute savage right you've literally like plowed through everything like for example when i'm in the uk in australia is different the lifestyle is different out here it's peak summer um i don't i'll i'll go around my girlfriend's house um her parents house and have food around there. They have traditional kind of foods, but it's not like back home in the UK where it is just a copious amount of food on Christmas Day. Um, I think the last Christmas Day in the UK, I ate about 7,500 calories. That is like, that's bingy essentially. Um, but it's a lot of calories, right? So if you eat like that on, say, Christmas Day, how about on Boxing Day, you just skip breakfast? So if you were to finish eating, let's just say at 8 p.m. on Christmas Day, how about you try fasting until about, I don't know, maybe 12 p.m. the next day and just drink water and have fluids uh, and then break your fast with a healthy meal, you know, with uh, lots of veggies, you know, some lean meats or some meat that's left over from Christmas Day, which is ideal. Like we always have gammon left over back home. Yeah. So if you can do that whenever you overindulge in general, if you can just try and maybe skip breakfast, it's a great way to actually teach to, to, to build up to getting your body into ketosis as well. I'm not sure. A lot of you might have heard of the keto diet. You can hear that word. It's like a buzzword now being thrown around everywhere. Keto, which means when you essentially eat very low carbohydrates, lots of fat and moderate protein. Skipping breakfast is the first step to um, putting your body into a state of ketosis, which is has been proven to be really, really good for the body. When your body releases ketones, I'm not going to go too much into this, it's anti-inflammatory, so it helps your body heal. Also, you are not pumping out insulin, okay, which means that you're um, not putting yourself into maybe a fat-storing mode. So your body is chewing away a fat, and generally, you're in a fat-burning zone. Lots of other benefits as well. Uh, one of the big one of the big benefits is the mental side of it because it's really, really good for brain health. Anyways, I went off on one a bit there, but that is just a good tip for you. Skipping breakfast, if you can get used to doing that occasionally, it actually teaches you a lot um, about your body because you realize actually. I'm probably just eating breakfast out of habit. Just like if you were to get up on Boxing Day, go into the kitchen, you know, there's going to be probably loads of foods and cake and go, ooh, I'll have some of that. I'll have like, um, I don't know, let's just say some apple pie for breakfast. Um, you're on the back foot. So try and do that. If you eat like a pig and feel like a whale, <laughs> then how about you just skip breakfast the next day and break your fast with a healthy meal though, right? It's key you do that. Anyways, the fifth one may sound a bit cheesy, but be present, okay? And what I mean by that is the reason why the present is called the present, because it's a gift. Oh, my God, that's cheesy. That makes me cringe. Read that in the book. Sorry about that. Um, yeah, be present. So, you know, when you're around your family and stuff, 
let's face it, our loved ones are extremely important to us, right? So if you can just spend, you know, really focus on, really make an effort because, you know, listen, we only get one life. Again, this is really cheesy, but the here and now is all we have, right? So when you're with your family and you get this really precious time with your family over Christmas and New Year and whatnot, when you're around the table eating food together, focus on really engaging in conversation and listening to them and, and you know, having a laugh and, and whatever, rather than, like I used to do, just focusing on, oh, look at this food my mum's made. Oh, yeah, let's get this down with this big, massive roast dinner, Yorkshire puddings. Oh, and I'm dribbling right now. Um, and just plowing into the food. How about just trying to eat nice and slowly and just be present with your, your loved ones, right? Really try and focus on that. And uh, I promise you it'll make a big difference because um, being present is very, 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 very hard. We're always distracted nowadays by our phones, you know, we're overstimulated with our phones, bloody, um, you know, and then even eating, eating's a massive distraction. I always say to people, food is a drug. It's no different to, um, in a sense, okay, this is a bit extreme, sniffing cocaine. Food can be used the same way. It's a distraction. It can be used as escapism, which is why we're facing this epidemic of obesity right now, because people are using it as a drug. Um, yeah, so try not to use food as purely just pleasure it is very pleasurable and enjoy it and i'm not being the fun please again enjoy the food enjoy the alcohol but really make an effort if you can this christmas to be present with your loved ones um yeah and that'll help you focus on your family and friends instead of food alcohol and whatever else you've got in front of you so i hope that was helpful um yeah i hope that helped a lot of people i mean that sounds a bit much but i hope you got some takeaways from that anyway and if you even if you can apply one or two of those things because when i'm talking about the festive period i'm talking about a few weeks right for most people so let's just say on average it's going to be two weeks the festive period right you can do a lot of damage in that time if you're not mindful and i know a lot of you listening to this are already into your training and fitness and you don't want to kind of feel shit about yourself going into the new year right so who wants to go into the new year 2019 folks 2019 Jesus, where has time gone? I'm 31 years old. Oh, my days. 2019. Let's go into 2019. All guns blazing, taking no motherfucking prisoners, right? Let's go in there and let's, let's go in with a bang and let's go in on top form. Um, yeah, I hate all that new year, new me bullshit. But come on, let's be a better version of ourselves in 2019. Let's really try and... I'm going off on one here once again. Anyway, I'm going to do another episode with my man, Andrew Bond. It's going to be a great episode. Uh, I'll probably pump that one out in between Christmas and New Year, just before the New Year starts. And that's going to be how to attack the New Year on the right, you know, in the right zone, if you like. So, uh, yeah. Um, what else was I going to say? Yeah, I guess that's pretty much it. I don't want to keep you on for too long, folks. I don't like banging on too much when I'm doing an episode on my own. I know how much you all love my voice. No, I'm joking. But, um, yeah. Um, I'm just saying, um, now, what am I doing? Anyway, seriously now. So, next year, my my uh, Mr. Bond Fitness, at Mr. Bond Fitness. Go and check him out, at Mr. Bond, like Andrew Bond, like James Bond, Fitness on Instagram, go check them out because we're collaborating. We've got a website which is going to be launched very soon and we are going to be 
jumping into the online coaching space big time. So, you know, if you want to learn, the main thing is when I do online coaching, most important piece is nutrition, okay? Because that's what I find myself spending most of my time helping people with is the nutritional side of it because it is an absolute minefield. I, I always try to lock people in. Well, I always do lock people in for three months, and that's not to make money out of them. I'm really not driven by money. Obviously, money helps, and I need that shit. Don't get me wrong. But I want to get people results. So I need to figure out your body. We need to know what's going on. So, I mean, three months is kind of the time it takes for you to start learning about, you know, because I get – I'm going to get – Anyway, what I was going to say is online coaching, I'm going to be getting um, into that space again now. And in the new year, we have some slots available. Okay, so it's going to be mainly coaching you through the nutrition side of it, but also putting um, top level training programs in place for you. Now, training programming is very, very complex and everyone is very different. The problem is nowadays um, with the online coaching space is... There's so many shit coaches out there, um, and the, uh, don't get me wrong. Some, some, some of them out there. There's some great coaches. First of all, I want to see there's some amazing online coaches out there, and I'm very happy to see that because people are now getting um, helped on a digital level, which is awesome. Um, but there's so many shit ones out there, and the thing is, a lot of these people who are coaching people online haven't actually trained people face to face. A lot of these people are. You know they're, they're very clever with technology and whatnot, and they've. But it's when it comes to training, it's I've trained over a thousand people for sure, and I've been doing this for a long time. And training people is very, very important if you want to coach someone as a personal trainer online. I believe because seeing how people move uh, and knowing the mechanics of the human body is very, very important. There's a lot too when it comes to training programming, is what I'm trying to say anyway. So training programming is included as well, and. Um, it's going to be adapted to the to the individual. Also, there's some other um, stuff we're adding in there as well. So if you are interested in online coaching, then please feel free to drop me a direct message. If you follow me on Instagram, at Martin Silver Fitness, or you can just send me an email, which is martinsilver at hotmail.co.uk. And folks... Stay tuned for episode 51 where I had Dr. Narala Jacoby, who is a gut health specialist here in Australia. She's been in the game for 20 years. And honestly, some of the stuff she was coming out and telling us, telling me about was just mind-blowing. Lots of valuable advice in there because gut health is very important for you if you are looking to get in shape. Because whenever my gut plays up... Um, Everything goes to shit, really, literally. <laughs> no pun intended. But um, it's, she was talking about everything from like eating too much protein to how to strip body fat from getting a um, healthy gut, uh, fasting, and, and lots of other stuff, which um, she managed to simplify for us. So stay tuned for episode 51, which will be launched next week. That is going to be a gem. Thank you very much, folks, for listening to me for around about half hour. I uh, really appreciate it. It's now the weekend, so yeah, have a good weekend. You might not be listening to this though on a Friday, come to think of it. Anyways, I'm talking shit again. I'm going to sign out, folks. Hope you've had a great day, evening, morning, whatever. And yeah, if you like this episode, please, please, please head over to iTunes and give me a five-star rating and review.
<laughs> don't have to give me five stars, but please give me an honest rating and review. It would be much appreciated. And you do have to give me five stars, okay? I'm, I'm just trying to be humble there. Thanks, folks. Love you and leave you. Peace.